I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly believe that they're the only ones that matter in the world, like this woman right here. Okay, so I've had so many people share the same news story with me, so I've got to share it with you. So a 72-year-old woman was arrested for switching off a patient's oxygen machine, guys, because it was too loud. And the woman did it not once, but two times. The article says the woman allegedly turned off the main switch of the oxygen equipment sometime before 8pm on a Tuesday, after feeling disturbed by the noise that was coming from it. Although the suspect was informed by hospital staff that the oxygen supply was a vital measure, she allegedly turned off the device again at around 9pm. The 79-year-old woman had to be resuscitated and is still receiving intensive medical care. My goodness guys, some people all about themselves. And if you guys thought that was wild, wait until you hear the story in this one. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's lineup. Hit subscribe if you haven't. And as always, you can send or link your stories to this email right here. Let's dive in. So I thought I would post my own Karen story. I live near a city park. And by near, I mean across the street. When the weather's nice, I do enjoy a nice fire in my fire pit. And also a cigar or two with a friend. Also a glass of brandy. It's a nice relaxing way to spend the evening. So, a family in the area started having gatherings at the park every week, which is cool. They can be a bit loud, but by bedtime, they've stopped, so I'm okay with it. However, one evening, the Karen of the family comes to my house to complain. Now, it seems the smell of my cigars was floating across the streets, and the woman found it disgusting. She explained that according to the city ordinances, it was illegal to smoke in public parks, and that my smoke was violating the ordinance. Hearing her say that, I just laughed in her face and told her she was nuts, that I was on private property and I could do as I wished with smoking. The woman yelled at me for a while and also made threats of police, but she finally walked off and I thought the matter was done, until about a week later. So one day, a police car shows up at my house and the officer explains that he's been called with a complaint that I was being drunk and disorderly in public. Additionally, the claim was that I'd been walking around the park smoking, despite being warned that it was against city law. The officer and I spoke for a bit, and I explained to him what I do and how I do it. He said he understood that I was fine, and then he left. And 15 minutes later, the Karen walks to my house to again complain about my smoking. This time, she walks into my backyard uninvited. I just look up at her and smiled, and that's when she starts ranting. So I got a good big puff and blew it in her direction and then explained that she was trespassing and she needed to leave. The woman decides to call the cops again, and the same officer arrived 20 minutes later asking what happened, and I told him. He then went across the streets, got Karen and a couple of her male companions, and brought them over to my place. He then asked me to apologize for blowing smoke at her, which I did. He then asked her to apologize for filing frivolous police reports and entering my backyard uninvited. She of course became irate as to why she should apologize, because she had done nothing wrong. The officer waited patiently for a few minutes for her rant to wind down, and then looked at me and asked if I wished to press charges for harassment and trespassing. Hearing that, she looked like she was about to crap her pants. The two guys with her started laughing, and they walked back to the park. 
I then tell the officer if she promised to leave me alone, then I would let the matter go. And she walks off in a huff, never actually promising to let the matter go, but I was okay with it. The family did stop coming to the park, so I just kind of let things slip. And then I saw her son at the store. So apparently she made the whole family move the weekly gatherings to another park. And that she was still ranting how I had driven her out of the park a month later. So guys, this story reminds me of my neighbors who lived two doors down. So a young couple moved in not too long ago, and they're pretty happy with smoking a lot of things outside. Like, the biggest thing being weed. And my one neighbor, who's like a 60-year-old woman, is convinced that because they happen to smoke the devil's lettuce, that they're criminals, and she's called the cops, tried to file lawsuits, and even written in chalk on their driveway that they're drug dealers, all because they like to smoke once in a while. Guys, I think that people have to know that yes, the smell can be annoying, but if it's something legal like cigarettes, cigars, and weed in most places, there's really nothing you can do about it, and calling the police over that will get you nowhere. Like, just talk it out with your neighbors. Okay, so before I start, I'd like to say that I'm a bit of a big girl. Now, there's no shame in that, because I love myself just the way I am. And I've been living by the motto, be you, everybody else is taken. So my mother-in-law has always made comments about my weight. And ever since I got pregnant, she started making more comments while low-key shaming me for what I eat. Whenever I visit, she'd feel the need to give me a smaller plate, portion, cup, or even spoons. The woman also buys me small-sized clothing all the time, even though I'm in my second trimester and those clothes don't fit. Now being pregnant, my sister-in-law decides to throw me a baby shower and my husband agreed, after he denied when my sister offered to throw me one. The whole side of my in-laws are invited, and my mom didn't come. So when I got there, mother-in-law was in charge of serving food to the guests. All that was served was cakes and juice. That's when I got hungry, so I got up to eat some cake. Now, the second I put my hand on the cake, mother-in-law literally grabs my arm and said that I'd gained enough weight already, and that if I keep this up, her son won't be happy living with such a large walrus. Of course, hearing her say that, I was shocked. I didn't know how to react, especially since she said this out loud in front of everyone. She then looked at me in a sorry, not sorry kind of way. And that's when I put the cake down, grabbed my stuff, and started walking. Her daughter stopped me saying that I can't leave mid-party and embarrass her like that. And I told her to tell her mom to leave if she wanted me to stay. But she went off and said, Are you crazy? She's my mom. You want me to kick my own mom out in front of everybody? So with that, I turned around and kept walking, and I went home. My husband comes home looking furious. He asked me to explain what I did at the baby shower and why. I mentioned to him what his mom did, and he starts ranting how I effed this up over something so minor. I told him it wasn't minor, in my opinion, since she literally cut me off of food and didn't let me eat when I was hungry and didn't plan to let me eat. He then told me that his mom meant well, and that I need to get rid of this easily offended mindset before I pass it down to our son. He said that cakes are essential foods, and that this wasn't a good enough reason to walk out of the baby shower, and that his mom and sister put in a ton of money, time, and effort into this. He said I had to call and fix things up, but I refused. I then went to stay with my mom because he wouldn't keep pressuring me to call to apologize for what happened. He kept talking about how pissed and let down his mom and sister feel, and he called me ungrateful and spiteful for doing what I did. So am I overreacting here? So in my opinion guys, heck no. And a lot of people voted OP not the a-hole here, because she was basically embarrassed in front of everybody at the party that was meant for her. 
And a lot of people are saying that she should reconsider being a part of this family, since her husband is clearly trying to isolate her from her own family and is trying to manipulate her. This person says, you are not the a-hole. Any man that would allow his mom to verbally abuse and deny his wife food and then gaslights and berate his wife for standing up for herself is a massively abusive a-hole. This is divorce territory now. Stay somewhere safe. Better yet, make him leave the house while divorce proceedings happen. All the best with the baby. So guys, let me know what you think. I think if I were in OP shoes, I'd probably say something like, you know what, mother-in-law, I'm actually planning on losing 170 to 200 pounds because I'm about to ditch your son and this insane family. And then eat all the cake on that damn table because stopping someone from enjoying cake should be freaking illegal, guys. Okay, so today I encountered my first Karen worth posting on the internet. I wish it was fake over how heartless the event was. Today, I had to go to the county police office to get a permit for my job. When I first opened the door, there's a group of 30s to 40s women who have lined up tons of bags along the doors so that it's quite difficult to get to the front desk. I'm trying to figure out how to get by without disrupting whatever they're doing. But one of the women with an oversized pink Sunday best style hat starts glaring at me and she orders me, the front desk is over there, don't damage our donations. I'm just thinking, okay, that's abnormally snippy for someone who just met me, but I brush it off because I have something important to do. So I make it to the front desk and I'm told who I need to see is returning soon. So I'm asked to sit down and wait. I'm still within earshot of the group of women who are chattering away. Within minutes, three officers come by to thank them and accept the donations. Immediately, the pink hat woman pipes up after the thank you. She says, So, as a thank you, you can help me out with a problem in my community. Two officers start carrying things away, maybe expecting how things would go from there. And the third stays to figure out what she means. The officer says, We're always happy to help, however we can. The pink hat lady says, Good. So I've seen this woman walking around in the parking lots around my shopping center. She has no shoes or socks and she talks to herself. The woman's obviously homeless and I'm worried about her. I don't think she's all there. The officer replies, that is concerning. When we're on the next patrol today, we'll keep an eye out for her and try to connect her with resources to help her. Maybe get some socks and shoes and shelter. The pink hat lady then says, so she'll be elsewhere from now on? At this point, the other women are starting to scurry away to the parking lot. Now, I don't know if it's to grab other donations or because they know how pink hat really is and know that the holy church-going lady facade is slipping. At that, the officer looks a little befuddled. He then says, if she accepts our help, then yes. At this point, pink hat is going red in the face and her eyes are bugging out like a hamster that was squeezed too hard. Her voice then comes out shrill as a teapot, and she says, But I don't want her anywhere near where I shop. She frightens my children. Hearing her say that, I'm way too stunned to help or know what to even say. The front desk woman and I share a look of shock. Remarkably, the officer readjusts to the situation and becomes matter-of-fact, and he asked, Has she approached your children, ma'am? The woman says, no, but she scares them. My five-year-old is very brave and she never cries. But seeing this homeless woman made her cry yesterday. So I want her gone. Now, this is when the woman at the front desk hits her threshold of maximum nonsense that she'll hear. And she calls over, what is that show? My son would cry over eating broccoli when he was five. That's when the pink hat woman snatches the door to leave, and she looks bright red, like she's about to pop and screams, You're police! 
do something. The officer starts saying, we're not taking legal action unless something illegal happens. And that's when she slams the door and storms out. She then gestures to her hens in the parking lot and they all scramble back to their cars and get out quickly. Now I realized that I was just a bystander in this, but this was my first real-life story-worthy encounter with a Karen. Yeah, so I can't understand how some people can be so heartless towards people, guys. Like, this is the same woman who's bringing donations to help the less fortunate, but at the same time, she doesn't want those people anywhere near her. So I'm here to make donations on the condition that you remove those people that need donations, because I don't want them around me. Like, how silly is that? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So when I was 9 years old, I had broken my right and left legs due to an ATV accident, where my brother crashed into a telephone pole. Fast forward 2 months, and I have full leg casts on both legs. With that, in school, I had to have someone push me to my classes, and the teachers could handle me there, and the nurse would come get me if I needed to use the bathroom or whatever. All the teachers were super nice, and I'm so grateful to have them support me at the time. So one school day, sometime in latish November, the nurse was pushing me through the halls, after I'd used the bathroom about 5 minutes after class started. So the halls were empty. Midway to my class, the nurse had to stop pushing me, as she got a message that a student upstairs was seizing, so she asked me to sit tight while she went to help someone. So here I am, in front of the office waiting area where parents come to pick up the kids. I basically just start counting the tiles on the floor, when in comes the beloved entitled woman. The woman walks up to me and says, Hi there princess, what happened here, an accident? Me, sort of surprised by her presence, say, Yeah, my brother wrecked a four-wheeler that we were on. Hearing that, she displays a horrified look and said, Oh my goodness, what kind of parents would allow that? Your parents are awful. You need someone to take good care of you. The woman then puts her hand on my shoulder and I guess she tries to calm me. At that, I get very upset and worried and say, No, no, they're good parents. I do love them and they take good care of me. My brother just got a little too careless and he had an accident. We're both fine though. The woman kept going on and on about how she could do so much better. She says to me, how about you just find out for yourself how good of a parent I am? I've always wanted a girl, and your parents clearly don't care about you if they let this happen to you. The woman actually went and pulled up the wheelchair brakes, and that's when she starts walking me down the ramp towards the door. All the while, I'm yelling and hitting her hands. When I start yelling, the lady got tired and just said, Fine, if you're gonna be such a rude brat, I don't want you. I'll just give this to my son. She then tries to force me out of my wheelchair, and I scream loudly for teachers and the principal. Seconds later, a teacher comes out of the room next to where I was dropped at, and asks me what happened. 
and I was bawling my eyes out so hard that I could barely get out a few sentences. The woman then tried to say, she took my chair, and pointed up. When the teacher confronts the woman, she starts yelling at him screaming, that little girl stole my son's wheelchair, and she rolled off with it, I'm gonna sue the school. The teacher then tells her, uh, she's disabled and she can't walk, so I doubt that happened. Please leave the school or we're gonna have to call police. Within seconds, the nurse walks up and asks what's going on. And I mustered up the courage to say that I'll be fine for now or something. Not entirely sure. Next, I remember the nurse calling 911, and that's when the woman got scared and she darts out of there. When she ran by, the teacher tried to grab her, and that's when she whipped his head with her fist and she ran outside the downstairs doors. My parents were quickly told about the situation not long after police arrived, and I was basically sent home early after some questions from the sheriff. So later that day, the woman was arrested, and according to my parents, she was charged with child abuse, resisting arrest, drug possession, assault, and driving under the influence. She's the one evil witch that will forever stay in my mind, and I couldn't forgive somebody for doing this to a 9-year-old. Yeah, so with all that happening, I think it's pretty safe to say that she's probably not a better parent than OP's parents. And the scary thing is, guys, I'm pretty sure kidnappings do happen on school grounds all the time. And what's bonkers about this is the fact that she tried to attempt a kidnapping while inside the school. Like, was this woman thinking, oh, someone in a wheelchair, much easier than a person who can run away. I'm lucky enough to rent a beautiful apartment in an old Victorian. There are three apartments and two businesses, and I live alone on the top floor. The second floor is a nice couple. Businesses are on the first floor, and Karen the bridge troll lives in the basement where she belongs. Now, it's important to note that Karen's apartment is likely illegal, as there's no access to utility panels without walking through her apartment. It's also important to note that my place is the most expensive one in the building, but since I'm the new tenant, I've adapted to how they do things, usually to my detriment. I've tried to make nice with basement Karen in the past. I've given her flowers when her dog passed away, invited her upstairs when her place flooded, and helped her move her new AC into her window on possibly the hottest day of the summer. Karen accepted all this with fakeness, but I don't like to live in conflict, so whatever. One day, Karen declared that the parking spot closest to her door is hers. We have a big lot, and generally it's never a problem despite the two businesses on the first floor. And as the new girl moving in, I took the worst space. The furthest one from the building, which ends up in a huge puddle whenever it rains. Occasionally someone will park in her spot, especially people from the businesses, and she'll complain about it to the high heavens, but that's about it. I've never parked in her spot, despite the fact that it's the one closest to my door. So this past weekend, the nice neighbors were away. So that's one less car in the parking lot. A friend of mine stopped by, and we were hanging out and it didn't occur to me to ask if he parked in Karen's spot, because especially after business hours, the lot has only tenants and guests in it, and it wasn't raining. There was plenty of space. All of a sudden, we hear a commotion in the hall and drunken yelling. I listened and banging commenced, but I couldn't tell if it was on my door or the neighbors. So I went to find out, thinking maybe nice neighbors had friends who stopped by, or someone was staying at their place and having trouble. As I get to my door, I can hear someone bitching about not opening the door. So I open the door, and there's drunk Karen, and her even more obnoxious friend. And it went something like this. I asked, uh, hi, is everything okay? That's when drunk Karen said, oh, I just want to make sure that the truck outside belongs here. I tell her, yes, that's my friend's. And that's when drunk Karen's friend said, that's her space. Move. To which I say, oh, sorry about that. Were you able to park on the hill, which is the next closest space? And Karen tells me, yes. And that's when her friend says, you need to move now. 
And that's when I say, okay, I'll ask him not to park there again. I then shut the door, and I hear more drunk shouting and a big crash, and then my power cuts out twice within five minutes. I then look out the window, and no other buildings lost power, including her apartment in my building. And the circuit panel is, you guessed it, in the basement. The next day, I find the crash was a bunch of stuff in the hall that had been knocked over, all of which belonged to my nice neighbor, so I cleaned it up. The last straw was the following day, when I hear her outside my door again, apologizing to my neighbors, who weren't even home when this happened. I kind of expected at least a text, but no. 55-year-old Karen has stood by her obnoxious antics, and not a peep has been directed at me. So I called the landlord today, and told him of the possible fire issues from the electrical problems that I'm clearly experiencing. And it looks like Karen will have tradesmen parking in her space, and constantly walking through her apartment to get to the electrical service for the building due to the obvious faulty wiring. I hope it doesn't need to be inspected. It would be a real shame if that illegal apartment became an issue. Now, did I mention that my guest happens to be a local electrician? F you, Karen. Have a nice day. Guys, as far as I know, if you're not assigned parking when you move in somewhere, the whole parking lot is pretty much fair game. Like, I don't know why people feel the need to claim parking spots when it's clearly first come, first serve. But honestly, with people like that Karen, you never know what kind of malicious crap she'll pull on your car if you do choose to park in, quote, her spot. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. It's an r slash pro revenge, where a greedy business owner tries to bankrupt OP's grandpa, and they get taught a lesson that they won't forget. It's such a satisfying story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.